As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we take a look at the latest movie from writer and director Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho. You witnessed the murder last night, but you believe this was a vision from the past. The guy that killed her is still out there. I have to stop him. You did. I've done a lot of things. You're gonna have to be more specific, love. You can't save me. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. Written and directed by Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho stars Thomason McKenzie as Eloise, Anya Taylor-Joy as Sandy, Matt Smith as Jack, and features Diana Rigg, Amy Cassatari, and Rita Tushingham. If I were to be in a conversation about the best directors in Hollywood, in my personal opinion, Edgar Wright would most definitely be in that conversation. His Coronetto trilogy, including Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, are among some of my favorite movies. So Last Night in Soho instantly became a can't-miss, nor will his upcoming reboot of the Arnold classic, The Running Man. The first standout of this movie is the beautiful and meticulous set design. It's absolutely a gorgeous movie with a ton of nods to other films, both smacking you in the face and subtle jabs. This horror drama does a fantastic job of pulling you not into only one era, but two simultaneously. The transitions are well done, and the acting is a good example of what happens when the actors actually buy into the movie. It doesn't seem like a single actor took a minute off during the 116-minute runtime, which in itself did not seem slow in my opinion at all, although I have heard otherwise. So, take that note with a grain of salt. In a world where modern horror movies use soundtracks and jump scares to kill off meaningless characters, Last Night in Soho is a breath of fresh air. The character building is extremely well done, and the soundtrack builds up tension in a great way without the unnecessary fakeouts. While the main story arc in this movie is nothing new, Wright's twists and style make a good movie great. I give Last Night in Soho a B+. With Halloween past, we're now in the countdown to the holiday season. The parties are creeping in, so why not stand out with a fresh cut and style? The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple of trailers worth your time. This past week saw the release of Ridley Scott's second trailer for his upcoming House of Gucci. House of Gucci is inspired by the shocking true story of the family empire behind the Italian fashion house of Gucci. I have been the Gucci all my life. It is an empire. You can help the family. Gucci is not exciting, and everybody knows it. Well, at least that's my name, sweetie. Our name, sweetie. Spanning three decades of love, betrayal, decadence, revenge, and untimely murder, we see what a name means, what it's worth, and how far a family will go for control. Ridley Scott's House of Gucci releases on November 24th of 2021. The next trailer worth taking a look at if you haven't already is the newest movie from Disney Pixar. Simply called Lightyear, this movie will serve as a prequel to the Toy Story franchise as it depicts the in-universe movie of the fictional Buzz Lightyear character. Go. Fido. Go. Guys. Go, bud. Cabin pressurization is underway. As we prepare for ignition. Flight recorders are on. T-minus five, four, three, two, one. Our titular character is voiced by Chris Evans taking over for Tim Allen, will release in theaters on June 17th of 2022. A mere one day after my fantastic review of Dennis Villeneuve's Dune, it was announced by Legendary Entertainment and Warner Brothers that the sequel will release in October of 2023. In other projects, it was announced that Iko Uweis, best known for his roles in The Raid and The Raid 2, will be playing the villain in the upcoming Expendables 4. He'll be playing a former military officer turned arms dealer with his own private army. Uweis joins a cast that includes Sylvester Fester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, Megan Fox, Tony Jaa, 50 Cent, and Andy Garcia. As of now, no release date has been set for The Expendables 4. Jake Gyllenhaal has signed on to star in Guy Ritchie's next project, which will be called The Interpreter. It's a new action thriller that's set to start shooting on January 10th in Spain from a script that Ritchie co-wrote with Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davies, who also collaborated on Operation Fortune, Ruse de Gar, Wrath of Man, and The Gentleman. Gyllenhaal will play Sergeant John Kinley, who is on his last tour of duty. He's tasked with surveying the region and is teamed up with Ahmed, a local interpreter, but when their unit is ambushed on patrol, Kinney and Ahmed are the only survivors. As the film is only in pre-production, no release date has currently been set. Dwayne Johnson is set to reunite with Jake Kasdan, who directed Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and Jumanji The Next Level, for a holiday movie titled Red One. What is described as a unique Christmas-themed movie, Red One is currently being developed by Amazon Studios. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but the film has been described as a globe-trotting four-quadrant action-adventure comedy imagining a whole new universe to explore within the holiday genre. Production will get underway next year for a tentative 2023 holiday release. After kicking ass as one of the newest Bond women, Anna de Armas is in talks to star in an upcoming John Wick spin-off titled Ballerina. The project has been in the works for quite some time and is said to revolve around a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. The script was written 
by Shea Hatton, who penned John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, as well as Army of the Dead, and the movie will be directed by Len Wiseman, who directed Underworld. Now let's move into the rumor mill. In the land of Marvel, GWW is suggesting that a project centering on the Dora Milaje General Okoye is currently in works. The character, played by Denai Guerrera, was introduced in Ryan Coogler's Oscar-winning MCU epic Black Panther. She went on to reprise the role in Infinity War Endgame, as well as Marvel's Disney Plus animated series What If. GWW also said that their source has confirmed several more productions for 2023, which include Fantastic Four, Nova, a sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and a secret project that has yet to be revealed. The site also claims that Marvel Studios is producing a Thunderbolts movie, with production slated to begin in 2023 as well. In the comics, the Thunderbolts are a group of reformed villains who join forces for a series of heroic missions. The team is led by Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who's been played by William Hurt throughout several films in the MCU canon. If and when these are confirmed, I will keep you posted. And speaking of Marvel, Bill Murray may or may not have found his way into the MCU. Well, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Murray was asked about an interview he did with a German magazine where he hinted that he might be in the new Ant-Man movie. In response, Murray said, quote, Well, I'm not supposed to say. They're making a movie, okay? And it has Paul Rudd, who plays Ant-Man. And there's Evangeline Lilly, plays the Wasp. And Michael Douglas, I forget what his name is in the movie. And Michelle Pfeiffer. They're all in the movie. But I'm not at liberty to talk about it. Now, to me, that sounds like an admission. But hey, that might just be me being hopeful. We will know for sure when Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania releases on July 28th of 2023. In the land of streaming, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are trying to make you know where your expectations should lie in regards to their upcoming South Park movies. Matt Stone said, quote, we're trying to make what's on Paramount Plus different from anywhere else, so hour-long made-for-TV movies is where our head is at. We'll do two made-for-TV movies every year. They'll be big, but they're not quite movie scale. Their first offering, which releases on Paramount Plus on November 25th will be titled South Park Post-COVID. Trey Parker says that the new movie will find the boys dealing with the post-COVID world. They're just trying to get back to normal, so it's like our show. We're just trying to get back to normal. In the land of DC streaming, it was confirmed that Brendan Fraser has signed on to play the villain in the upcoming Batgirl movie for HBO Max. The belief is that he will be playing Firefly, but that has yet to be confirmed at this moment. The project, which is being directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, the directors behind Bad Boys for Life, will start Leslie Grace, who's playing Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, in the movie. And finally, let's end on some great news. Keanu Reeves continues to be an amazing human being. Following the wrap of production on John Wick 4, Keanu Reeves gifted $10,000 Rolexes to each of the stunt crew that helped him on the film. Bruce Concepcion, Jeremy Marinus, Dave Camarillo, and Lee King each received a Rolex Submariner watch engraved with a message, with Marinus sharing a look at the watch in his Instagram story which he called the best rap gift ever. Marianus's watch read the John Wick 5 alongside Jeremy Thank You Keanu JW4 2021. Keanu Reeves is known as being extremely giving as he had previously rerouted millions of dollars in profit sharing back to the visual effects and costuming teams behind the Matrix 2 and 3. By estimations, Keanu reportedly ended up giving an estimated $75 million to the people that he believed we're the true heroes of the movie. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, if I could live any place and any time, I'd live here in London in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs>